like the poster you have in the background, a Quentin Tarantino classic, Pulp Fiction. Of course, of course. No, he, he's a, we got to welcome you to the show here. We want to welcome one of the nicest MCs in the game, and he goes by the name of Grip. Grip, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. You know what it is. What's going on, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Congratulations on your new deal with Shady Records, Eminem. This partnership is going to one for the history books, man. Thank you. Thank you. This is this is a dream come true. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. But not before we even start. I want to I want to uh, say thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Oh, of course. I, I love what you're doing out here, especially with your newest song, Gutter. I believe you're bringing something that this game needs desperately as an MC, and you bring creativity to it. It reminds me of something people online have said it's kind of a collaboration between your style is a little bit mixed in between Kendrick Lamar and Eminem, but what you did with this video kind of reminds me of a, a cool Keith aesthetic. Okay. 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 I, I might see that with the straight jackets. And it reminded me <laughs> of something that they would say in the subgenre of hip hop is horrorcore. Horrorcore. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. What, what I really wanted to do with that video was like, uh, I wanted to, like I know a lot, a lot of the fans and, and first time listeners of the shit was kind of just like, "What's going on here?" I don't like they they really couldn't necessarily like just understand like why I went with that shit as the first one. Uh, but if you listen to the lyrics, I think it's kind of cut and clear. But um, just wanted to kind of like paint a picture of like what hip hop is from from on this side. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get in, when you get on the 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 business side of this shit, and just like just being an artist who's uh who's trying to remain true and, you know, like not, not just doing everything in there that they can do it in order to, to, to be successful or, or just following trends. Um, and really one of my favorite movies is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You seem like you, you know a lot about movies. So yeah, Jack Nicholson. Jack um, Nicholson legendary. Yeah, man. How he pretty much was like, he wasn't even necessarily the insane one, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Everyone else was, was pretty much crazy, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of just, it gets to a point like in music where everybody else is doing this, they're doing something else. So when you do something, when you do something normal or something that you would normally do or that you consider normal, it's kind of looked at as taboo. Yeah. You know, you're the crazy one, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? You got the green room for the passes, which were kind of just like, you know, like the, uh, the, the the shit that's trendy and then you had the, the motherfuckers who kind of going against the grain in the red room get get failed and shit so yeah man that's what that's pretty much why but i what i took the idea from where i got the idea from i'm happy that you chose the side to fight against the machine that's going on in this industry and staying true to yourself because there's a lot of people that don't want to do that and we need artists like you i'm sick of what's going on out here in music and i can sound like an old man all the time but it just is what it is. We need artists out here keeping true to hip hop and it's going to take people like you and, and people in the companies like Eminem to really shove the good back into the, the airwaves of the content yeah. of these radio stations that are getting played, especially the internet. We're in the internet era where these young kids see one trend and they go right with it. But hopefully that you set this trend where people start following you, but they have their own sound. They don't take yours. They don't jack yours completely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like, uh, uh, originality and, and creativity is key in this shit. A lot of people will hit me up on my DMs or some shit to ask me like, like, what did you do to to get to this point? And it's just like, yo, I just did me. Like, I know that shit sounds cliche. I know it's not what you want to hear, but it's no definitive path to this shit. Just do you, bro. And if you if you good, you fire. They gonna they gonna find your shit. You know what I'm saying? They'll find you. Yeah. Stay true. 
up though. I'll be out here being a fucking clown and shit. You know what I'm saying? Trying to catch, trying to catch that 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 little that 15 second wave. Just stay true to yourself, man. Sometimes Doesn't it feel like, great to be proclaimed as an MC instead of one of these other lils out here? Uh definitely, definitely. Uh I take pride in, in my craft and shit and put a lot of time into it. So hell yeah, it feels good to be recognized, you know what I'm saying, in that light. And you've been putting in the work for years. Ports, snub nose, no halo EP. You've been putting in the work. For sure. And Hell it's yeah. paying off. Man, I appreciate that, bro. You gotta put the work in. That's the only way you're gonna get there. Yeah. Snub nose was an important project because you talked about the struggles that black people go through in society, police brutality. This is also something that these new generation rappers are afraid to speak about. But except for Lil Baby, he did it. I heard that he yeah. did it. For sure. Shout out Lil Baby too. Yeah, he, he was able to do it, and you did the same thing on a whole album here. But, man, I think we got to get into the backstory of who you are, how you got the name Grip and growing up in in Georgia. Because I, how do you pronounce the name of your town? Is it Decatur? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Decatur. But it's kind of like, like East Atlanta. It's the east side. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, But, yeah, no, nah, man. Shit. I went to, went to school on the east side. Fucking uh, was rapping in high school a little bit. Um Went to college for maybe a semester, got kicked out of college and uh, came home and pretty much like knew, okay, bro, like I ain't finna be working you know, warehouse jobs or whatever the fuck. Shout out to everybody who do, but you know, it was one of them things was like, I kind of just like started honing in on my craft even more. Uh, I had my first child at 23, so I wasn't necessarily able to just like go all in with the music, you know what I'm saying? I was just doing other shit on the side uh trying to get to that point um uh, and, and the whole time just getting better and shit um 2017 fast forward to 2017 and i was porch um uh, made that shit in the crib <laughs> made most of the shit at the house uh recording this shit in the home studio um which i i advise everybody who who hits hits me up asking what they need to do in order like to get to you know so to be successful have a home fucking studio yeah don't go to a fucking the uh, uh, goddamn big studio wasting all your fucking money you know what i'm saying yeah. investing <laughs> but nah, so so yeah uh uh drop porch and jacob from uh pitches and plans reached out and uh he was like the first one to that now i'm just like hey yo should i just I don't even know how I came across this shit, but yo, this shit's crazy. Wrote up an article, Pigeons and Planes, and from there, shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Folks started uh, checking the shit out. Uh, Label started hitting us up. We flew out for meetings and all that bullshit. And then uh, I ended up uh, siding with uh, Human Resources, which is a distribution company. Uh, Started working on Snub Nose. I recorded uh, most of Snub Nose in LA. Just went to LA for like three months and stayed by myself and um, linked with a few producers out there that I knew, like Beat Butcher, um, you know, a few others. Um, signed with Post, so they had they had uh, producers under their under their under their label too, uh, which is it's publishing. But uh, did most of that shit. Dropped that shit. Twenty nineteen, the end of twenty nineteen. And it was like the most anticipation that had that we had for an album, you know what I'm saying? So we were really excited about this shit. So 2019, did that shit, went on tour with Jid in Europe, um, came back, was about to go on tour with Brent in the States, and then fucking Corona hit. So that shit just put a pause on everything. So 
you know, shout out to Snub Nose, man. I don't, I don't think it got his just due, but it got it got us to this point. So, you know, I'm proud of I'm proud of that project, you know, and where, you know, where it where it bought me. Um and now the new shit, man. Ready to drop this shit, man. It's done, it's complete. Um I think it's my best work to date. I'm excited about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, man, I'm ready to rock. And as far as how I got the name Grip, um, it, it stems back from some childhood shit, just some, you know what I'm saying, shit that I kind of just, you know, ran with a uh, kid. As as kids, you know, my grandma sent me up to the store with me and my cousin. And uh, this is back when kids could go to just walk, walk to the store by themselves and shit. But uh, I wouldn't advise this shit nowadays. It's fucking creeps out here. But, but, uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, this homeless guy, uh, I would give change to sometimes if I had leftover change after we got whatever the fuck we got. And uh, every time he saw us greet, you know, greet us like with big money grip, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of, you know, big money grip. Like, oh, he got some change from me, whatever. And grip just just stuck with me. And, uh, you know, middle school, high school, it was a thing. So when it was time to figure out rap names, this shit I already had my shit. It's grip, it was grip. <laughs> and that's how that shit, that's how that shit started. <laughs> Something that interests me about an artist, and it's rare in this day and age, as I, I always say, is that you were actually a studier of the game. You looked up to Jay-Z, Nas, Mob Deep, you, Andre 3000. We can't forget about him. He's very underrated. People don't bring him up enough. But now these albums were around your house, I believe. This is what your family members were yeah. playing. You just started grabbing these albums. You playing Tupac. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, you, you began studying. This was your introduction to hip-hop. And this is yeah. how Grip evolved. Yeah, yeah, man, my big sister. Shout out to Brianna, my big sister. She's six years older than me. So she would uh she have all of that shit, man. Come on with the CDs and shit. And I just, you know what I'm saying? Looking through the cover art. I'm flipping through the, you know what I'm saying? Niggas have the books and the CDs, man. You know, so like looking through that shit and you know what I'm saying, like just writing the words down. Nigga ain't nigga wasn't going and nigga ain't have like genius to goddamn listen to some shit that 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 somebody else done put on there that's not even the real words you got you know so i'm writing writing the words down and, you know just like studying the shit you know what i'm saying like peeping the videos waiting on their interviews i feel like nowadays shit's just way too accessible people can literally reach out to you and just like it kills the whole mystique of the artist which i feel like is a, it's important you know what i'm saying like like i love my fans and shit you know what i'm saying like don't get me wrong but I just feel like back then it was just gave you more to look forward to. You were anticipating shit. Now it's just like I can just go on social media and just look at what the motherfucker doing or the motherfucker posts some shit or you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, it's a chance encounter that you might see somebody and it was like, yo, I met such and such one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, it's, it's different now, but uh that's just how I came up, you know what I'm saying? So it just allowed me to look at that shit in a different, you know what I'm saying, from a different light and a different perspective. So, yeah. One influential artist that I was really surprised to hear about, and it's unique, a lot of people don't bring this up, is Nirvana. You were a studier of Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, man. Hold on, let me flip this camera real quick. So, uh, oh, you even got the poster, Recipes of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, man, Recipes my dog. Um yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, I always, so I went to a goddamn all black school. Like, it wasn't no motherfucking, 
<laughs> no white people, no got uh, Asians, no nothing, bro. Like it was all black school, you know what I'm saying? But my mom's best friend uh, lived in Panama City and she has a daughter my age. Uh, so I would go down there and visit and Taylor went to like a private school down there. So when I would go down there, it's like she had these like white friends who were just, cause it's had a whole different way of living than, than what, you know what I'm saying? And what I was used to in, in, in Atlanta and shit. And, um, you know, just listen to different music and, you know what I'm saying? All of that shit. So at a young age, I kind of already knew like, damn, well, if I'm a, if I'm a like discover shit that I, that I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I, I just can't necessarily depend on motherfuckers in, in my area, in my environment to, you know what I mean? Like to, to put you on to this shit or to like this shit. Like I knew what I like. I don't get, I ain't give a fuck what other people like, you know, a lot of times, oh that's white that's white boy music or whatever it's like bro shut the fuck up like whatever you know what i'm saying like i feel like music is music so from a young age i had already like i had already took that in and learned that lesson like like and music is is for whoever 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 consumes the shit whoever feels away from it whoever gets feels from it and shit like like that's what it's meant for i don't feel like it's colors and shit but yeah so i learned early uh, I was just I'm like, like I, I listen to tons of genres. It's not just rap, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I love a lot of shit. So yeah, I do lean on, I lean on influences. Grunge, that's an important genre of music is the nineties was just a timeless era. Grunge came from there and it's kind of where we're stuck in the state of now. There's, it's so rare to find MCs nowadays. They're out there. You got to look and grunge is nowhere to be found. And you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a, subgenre of rock alternative where people don't really appreciate it and it's great to see yeah. that there are people like you that do especially an mc when you see rappers starting to dive into other territories of music i think it makes their music better and that's why yeah. we have grip yeah you know what i think i liked about grunge so much was like and especially nirvana because it's like yo rap to me like i get it sometimes this shit just too cool you know what i'm saying like it's too cool, bro. Like, or it's just too trendy. And that shit just kind of be like, okay, nigga, I get it. You're cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you know what I mean? Whatever. But it's just like, yo, motherfuckers got feelings and shit. And just like, you want to tap into certain shit. You want some shit that's going to give you goosebumps and make the hair on your goddamn arms and neck stand up, bro. Like, some, some shit just be too cool, bro. It's like, you can't just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just depend on just like rapping about cool shit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just depend on that shit to just like do it for you. Like, shit just don't tickle motherfuckers fancy like that. So, no. I always respected that shit because them niggas ain't give a fuck. It's just like, yo, we going out this bitch with white t-shirts on, fucking jeans, shorts, whatever the fuck it is. All the image shit just didn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's what I fucked with about that shit heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come as you are. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. studying all these great lyricists as well as grunge and watching the old throwback interviews, what was the most important thing that you learned from one of these artists and who was the artist that you learned it from, this important thing that you applied to your career? Shit, man, it's, it's a lot of shit. Um, it's a lot of shit that I learned. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know, dog. It's too much shit. It's too, too much, much shit. <laughs> I'm, a, yeah, I'm a fucking, 
Yeah, bro. I'm a fucking student of this shit, man. I've watched countless hours of of shit and just have experienced shit and you know, so I don't know, man. But I but I will I'll go back, I'll I'll piggyback off of what I just said though. Like as far as like the rock shit, I just remember I just remember Kirk O'Bain pretty much saying shit like like, yo, just let the music speak for itself. Like, I can talk to y'all motherfuckers all day. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if you're putting some real shit in your music, you're telling, you're being vulnerable, you're telling people who you are, you you share your, your experiences, and hopefully it's connecting with other people who've experienced the same shit. And it's like, I'm doing my job. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of other shit is cool. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like, let's get back to the music. You know what I'm saying? So that's just one thing I take from all that, from the old, from the old heads, because, like, they was doing that shit like, yo, I'm giving it to you through the music. Yeah, I'm gonna do the interviews and shit like that, but you 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 fuck with me because of what I put on the motherfucking track. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of respect that. Yeah. It's and that's what it does. Your music speaks for itself. And I love to hear how the Straight Society came together because this was your independent record label before you partnered with Shady Records. Yeah. So Straight Society is uh which I have, we got some artists that we gonna, you know, unveil and shit like that. But Straight Society pretty much was a thing that I started because, and the reason I called it Straight Society was just because I feel like in today's society, in, the, in today's society, I feel like uh, being you, like we talked about earlier, is like taboo. Um, but at the same time, if you were being you, you were unlike anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so. I feel like straight society is just like, yo, if you straying away from trends and quit smelling for you, right? if you straying away from twin from trends and you just being you, you know what I'm saying? Today you you looked at kind of like as a straight. So it's just embracing, embracing being you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't try to be like the next person. Don't follow those trends and all that other bullshit. And yeah, just being you, bro. Like that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um but yeah, man, I started that shit. And uh I'm excited about, you know, artists, like artists that we have. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, man, something means something. It stands for something. So so it's dope. Always be yourself as straight society that we have here that we're talking about right now. It feels as though that you are behind you. You're a big movie guy. You have the T Toby Hooper's classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, Leatherface NECA figure yeah, in the background. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love fucking movies, bro. I love movies. I think, I think movies is my first love. Yeah. Have you thought yeah. about getting into acting? I, I want to be behind the camera more. You want to so. be behind. Yeah, but I did do my, uh, I had my uh, acting debut yesterday, man. I did a, I did a play role in a short film. My boy, uh, Christian uh, Jones, he got a, uh, Christian Nolan Jones. He has the uh, uh, short film that's produced by Common. Um mm -hmm. Like I said, I made my my debut in it. You know, congrats on that. Dope. Yeah, thank you. It sounds, it looks like it's gonna be fucking amazing. Hopefully, it hit some film festivals and shit. And yeah, no, nah, yeah, I definitely wanna um fuck with film some way. You know, what I'm saying if I'm not, if I'm not acting, I definitely wanna like direct or whatever. What what's your role in this short film? I play like a, a uncle, like a young uncle, who uh pretty much is. Yeah, gives my nephew and his homegirl a ride to the flea market. You know what I'm saying? Like to get some jewelry or some shit, like to impress his his sixth grade crush. It's pretty much my role. 
but yeah, it's dope, man. It's a it's a it's a period. It's a time period piece, like two thousand one type shit. So it's dope. Kind of like a small coming of age thing. Mm. Once your acting career really takes off and you start wanting to get control behind the scenes and behind the camera, what kind of movie would you like to direct? Mm. Hey man, Rangers, man. I like I like everything, man. I don't know. I, shit. I don't know, man. Probably a probably one of the movies where it's like where it's like shit starts off here and everything goes horribly wrong. Like, <laughs> like, and, and and probably have it in one day type shit. Like those would be the best movies, bro. Like, like when shit just like starts off like like it's it's, it's it's something hopeful, but then it's just everything just goes from bad to worse. And it's just like, oh shit, like, cause that's just very realistic. So I'll say probably some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting to see that you have an interest in movies and Texas Chainsaw is a classic Pulp Fiction. And are those two on your top five movies of all time or? No, no, no. Pulp Fiction's up there. Texas Chainsaw is a cool ass toy, you know, but I have wrestling shit back here. Okay. Uh, no Country for All Men is definitely one of my top five movies. Classic. Yeah. Coen Brothers are dope. Yeah, uh, those are classics. Yeah, man. So, yeah, you know, yeah. film first, my first love. It's <laughs> and now you're getting into it. Now that you're getting into your rap career, you're signed with Shady Records. It's huge. Your career is about to really take off here and. The microscope is on you now, and it's and it's rightfully on you as we need an MC in here. Eminem, I know that this is something that you've been working for for a long time. It, people were playing your music for him, and eventually the deal got done. So walk me through the whole story of how this came about and what you were signed to Shady Records and in that room with him. Oh, uh, shit, man. I think Paul played the record for him. Played That's right, Paul Rosenberg. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm old. My dog, fucking with me. But uh, yeah, Paul. I think Paul played Snub Nose for him, and he fucked with it heavy. Um, we have been talking for over a year, and that and in that time span, <clears throat> I had already pretty much finished my album. So my album was pretty much already done, about 95 percent done. Um, you know, fucking paperwork, COVID, all that bullshit happened. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh. And um, by the time the deal was done, yeah, we was pretty much already already done with the album, enough to the point where within a few weeks of signing, I went ahead and flew out to Detroit, met with him, played him the album, um, aside from, you know, a few features or whatever. And uh, yeah, man, like shit, he was fucking with it. Got to meet him in person. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was like full circle moment. It was dope. It was dope. He as used fuck. to study his music. This is a top five oh, yeah. hip hop artist of all time. Hell yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely used to study his shit, man. And like just like the most intricate rhyme schemes and shit. Just was like amazed by this shit, you know. So, so it's it's dope as fuck, man. To you know have him listening to my shit and telling me telling me how dope my shit is and. You know how what he, how he considers me or how he views me is like amongst other rappers and shit. Uh, yeah, it's dope as fuck, man. I'm excited. That was I'm gonna excited. be a question that I had for you was, what did he tell you that you love most about your your work and how you're different from all these other artists? You brought it up, so I want to pinpoint it. Yeah, he just told me that uh, my rhyme schemes give him anxiety. 
Yeah, and he said, uh, you know, said I got said I don't sound like any anyone else. Um, that's doing it right now. No, and you don't. Pretty much, I can just like carve my own lane and and become a great. So, you know, that's all I really needed to hear. You know what I'm saying? Huge, and, huge. Just think that Fifty Cent was uh, once in your your seat all those years ago when Eminem helped him out. Yeah, man. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> 50, 50's a fucking, 50's a, a legend, bro. 50's, uh, his shit was unprecedented. I don't think nobody's ever going to do it like how he did it. That one, that, that, you know what I'm saying? When he, when he came out with. Get Richard Dye trying. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not going to top that. Yeah, no. And still have a strong career behind that. Like, nah, like, it was amazing. Yeah, and Roy, Royce actually welcomed you to Shady Records. He welcomed you. I saw him. There was a video out there of him welcoming you, and he he actually, I believe he brought you to the studio that day. Yeah, that's the homie, man. We, uh, yeah, we, he was the first, he was the first person from, that I talked to. Um, and I can hit him anytime. You know what I'm saying? I hit him up, FaceTime or whatever. That motherfucker don't sleep. I don't know what he be doing. That nigga don't sleep, though, but, but hit him up whenever. Uh, you know, like, advice any other any of that shit you know what i'm saying solid solid guy i fuck with him heavy yeah he was, he was the first you know what i'm saying to re really reach out and you know what i'm saying just tell me hey man if you need me i'm here type shit were you eager to work with most it could be someone from shady records you have the conway the machine i think you guys will body a track or someone in the industry who are you looking forward to now that now that you're on the pedestal now mm. shit my man, I want to work with a lot of people. Um, I don't know, bro. I mean, I want to work with Eminem. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's coming. I think that's guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think much. it's coming soon on the next project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to work with Eminem. Andre 3000, my favorite rapper of all time. I want to work with Andre. I want to work with Boogie. I want to work with fucking... Schoolboy Q. I want to work with whoever. I want to work with a lot of motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. You know, Anderson Pack. You know, as well. Yeah, it's a lot of motherfuckers I, that I fuck with. I feel like we could do some crazy shit. Uh, yeah, too many to name. Of course, Jay, Jay Z. We all want a Jay Z feature though. But yeah, it's a lot of people, bro. <laughs> Just someone outside of the genre of hip hop, because you're a listener and fan of grunge. There's someone outside of hip hop that you'd be interested in doing a track with. Right now, let's see. Outside of hip hop, right now, hmm. I always well, shit. I always wanted to work with Anita Baker. I love her. Okay, that's that's a <laughs> legend. Her. Yeah, legend, bro. She's like my fucking favorite. Uh, damn, bro. A lot of people fucking gorillas. Um, man, a shit ton of people, bro. Mm. Yeah. Just think about that. There's a blimp outside your house right now. It says the world is yours. <laughs> the world is yours, man. The world is your oyster. Yes. Uh, so, man, uh, so, man, it's a lot of people. Hopefully, I hopefully we can start. We can start something small and just well, not even small, but work our way up to that point. You know. Yeah. yeah. How was the Europe tour with JID? It was dope was as fuck. Yeah, it was dope as fuck. It was my first time overseas. And um, we did 19 cities and like a little, a little less than like 23 days or some shit. Um, 
I love the uh, crowd's energy out there. Like they so dope, bro. They there, they the crowd full before the motherfucking first opener come on type shit. Like, and they're just like so attentive and and just like holding on to every word. Great crowd participation. They fucking mosh mosh pits and you know just just waiting on you after the show and you know I just it's crazy, bro. It was crazy. It was crazy. Big love out there, like big energy, great energy. It was they dope. respect MCs too. I know that the Europe and yeah, overseas, man. the UK and all that, they love real hip hop. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's going to be soon. And as long as this Delta variant stays down and goes away, we have this Delta variant thing. <laughs> COVID, um, what's that? But nah, Delta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that, that's what happened with brent fias you're imagine that you went on tour with him you probably would have been able to link up with drake from there hopefully i, I think it, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen eventually we'll, we'll, we're gonna keep the positive thoughts out there the brent fires and the drake thing is gonna happen so and, and do you have any other things planned as far as performances now that things are that it's not as bad as they were but you have yeah. some things planned what's the album drops we're gonna we gonna we're gonna check the temperature on that shit. I wanna jump on the road with somebody, but um only thing I got scheduled is 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 motherfucking I got a show here uh September twenty-third that I'm a headline. You know what I'm saying? That me and me and me and Ted putting together. So it should be dope. It'll be like my first goddamn my first show here since the announcement. And uh I haven't really I don't really do too much at, at at homes because you don't really want to slut yourself out in your city and shit. Um, you gotta be, you gotta do it like Simba, man. You wanna got, you gotta go, 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 go grow up and shit, and then you come back yeah. as, as king. Yeah, come back, come back as grown Simba on the ass, and make him respect the shit. So you know, it's like that. But I got a show September twenty third here, and like I said, hopefully I'll end up on the road with somebody end of this year top of next year mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and we'll be looking forward to it and your career is taking off it's officially taken off into the spotlight here now that you're under the microscope yeah. I, I gotta ask you about this what makes you the greatest MC of this new generation right now what's gonna solidify that uh shit man I think just uh just truth vulnerability um, just the fact that I, I I don't box myself in, just like I'm a, a, a creative bro. Like I just create. Um, I don't too much worry about what other people do and shit, man. So in my eyes, I can look at myself as the greatest at any time. Um, I'm not too pressed about what other people do and shit. I don't know their truth. I don't know. I don't know their truth from their false. So you know, I know I know what my truth is and shit. So just by I think it all depends on how many people you just bring together, man. It's connecting people and shit. Like, so at the end of the day, if I've done that, I could consider myself, you know what I'm saying, a great at the end of the day. But uh, creativity, lyricism, it's everything, everything. Yeah. Everything that I bring to the table that people don't even know yet. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to see that with the new project. When are you aiming to drop this? It's going to drop soon, I think. Yeah, it's going to drop soon. It's going to drop this month. It's going to drop this. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that it's in the rotation for you too. Yeah, nice show, nice show, man. Nice show. Yeah. 
But I got to ask you about TIG because it's important in putting a team together. And when did you yeah. meet TIG and, and how's it been working with him? Because I've heard he's a great, he's a great manager. Yeah, man. Great guy, man. Um, met him years ago uh, through a mutual friend. And um, just like cool motherfucker, man. Very personable person. You know what I'm saying? Probably more, probably more personable than I am. Like, just like type of motherfucker got hella friends and shit. Like, nigga, where you know this nigga from? You know what I'm saying? That type of motherfucker. But uh, good guy, man. Great structure and shit. You know what I'm saying? But but at the same time, keep my goddamn drinking buddy and shit. You know what I'm saying? We get fucked up and shit. Like, just cool guy, man. But uh, um, really just talk, just say, hey, man, let's do this shit, bro. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather go through it with someone that I know, you know what I'm saying? So we can, you know, we could we could bump heads and, and not feel the way, you know what I'm saying? Or we could goddamn, you know, at, at the end of it all, just be like, hey, bro, we we accomplished what we set out to do. You know what I'm saying? We, and we started from nothing. So, yeah, man, dope. Like I said, probably, friendship probably going on like 10 years at this point. That's yeah. good. And especially if you have someone loyal like that who really cares about you in your corner. That's what you need. That's what an artist needs. Every artist needs yep. that, not some snake. You need a yeah, man who cares. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Definitely. Ken, yeah. come here. And you're and you're and you're heading in the right path, man. The project is coming soon. We're looking forward to it. Your fans are looking forward to it. This is the Shady Records debut. Yeah, Shady Records debut, man. I got I got a question for you, man. Mm-hmm. How the fuck? How the fuck you uh in an interview with Henry Winkler? Henry, well, oh, that's a <laughs> oh, that's a secret. Uh, damn, bro. Hey, great, great guy, man. Great yeah. guy. Oh, he is. I hope, I hope to meet him one day. Funny motherfucker, man. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. He's he's one of the greats. The Fonz. That's the Fonz. The fucking Fonz. That's classic, man. But I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And you're, you're always welcome, man. Anytime you want to come on, I'm going to be having your new project in the rotation when it do, does drop, or I'm going to be supporting you all the way here as we're fighting the machine. And more in particular, you, you're the rapper. You're fighting the machine here. And we keep putting on for the real hip-hop out here. We need guys yeah, like sure, you. Man. For sure, bro. I appreciate you having me again. No doubt. And, and let them know they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. I believe it is at grip. At grip on Instagram, at grip underscore SS on Twitter. The SS stands for Straight Society. There you go, and there you have it. <laughs> I want to thank you again, man, for coming on the show. I want you to enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe, and, you know, much of luck on your debut here because this is going to be turning hip-hop. It's, it's going to be turning the eyes here in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. No doubt. And, Tig, thank you, man. Thank you. What, Tig? Oh, yeah, Yo, Tig. appreciate I'm you, man. No doubt. Anytime, man. <laughs> All right. Peace, man. Peace.